の権利だけだから次は必ずベルトそうチャンピオンシップに勝ってこの吉野さ様がチャンピオンになるところを見せてやるからなまあそのために私はちょっとばかり休んでたと言っても過言ではないまあ休んでたって私は誰にでも勝てるってことなんだよよしらえナンバーワン What's going on on this Good Friday? I hope it's a good Friday wherever you are that you are listening to the War Report. As always, I'm your host, Majani Rawls, and I'm always joined by my colleague, friend, Cyrus. Cyrus, what's going on? How are you feeling? Uh, I'm coming from a live from a club quarantine again. <laughs> Did you see that the revival finally got their release? I just saw that. I just saw that. Um, uh, I, I guess this will be one,、uh, another watch.、Uh, honestly, I think if they don't,、um, well, I think this is the worst time to get their release, honestly. Jesus Christ, WWE is evil.、Um, <laughs> but、um, I, I would say、um, if they don't go to NWA power, what a loss. I, like, they're literally perfect. For that, like,、uh, perfect for that brand, that,、um, that promotion, the company, just like their、uh, aesthetic and all. So, I think if they go anywhere but there or like a New Japan or something, I definitely think like、uh, they definitely lost a、uh, big loss for them, at least. Well, with any day, with any like granted release, there's like that 90 day clause, right? Mm-hmm. So, I kind of agree with you that it is kind of evil, kind of doing it now because they can't really <laughs> wrestle for the time being. Because,、yeah. I mean, you know, coronavirus,、uh, maybe they could still get signed somewhere, but they're going to be on hold,、yeah. you know? Who knows what? So, I guess like April, May, June, July, you know, when their release is up. Like, who knows what the state of everything is going to be? It could still be、yeah. all in quarantine, you know? I, I don't know if you're going to have live shows then. So, kind of going off what you just said, like, I think basically their style, that they're、uh, an old school tag team, I would agree that NWA Power would be really dope. I, I don't know if they really like, have developed their、uh, tag team division. Even though, like, it could be headlined by the revival or whatever they're going to be called, but I have a feeling、mm-hmm. that they're going to go straight to AEW. Like, I like not to like, I, I just think it, it, it doesn't fit them, you know?、Uh, and I don't think it looks really good for AEW to sign another disgruntled WWE employees. Like, I, I like. Yeah, they just signed two. Right? And I, I, I just don't think, like, I don't think it works for them over there, honestly. Like, I will be glad to be proven wrong, of course, like, always. That is, that is always a thing. Like,、uh, but I, I just don't think it works for them over there. Like, What's going to happen? Like, they're going to wrestle Death Triangle a couple times.、Uh, They're finally going to wrestle the Young Bucks, you know, and then now that dream match is over. And then,、uh, then what? You know, 
Like, what a, what a, what is really the long term plan? Like, you're literally like perfect for this like brand in general that is uh, NWA Power, where they could literally do all the old school wrestling stuff that sh- that you're a fan of that you kind of like represent. You know, like I, I've never seen a per a team so perfect. That's probably gonna go to AEW. You know. And, you know, if the bag is bigger, you know, chase it. But, like, you're, you're perfect for NWA power. Oh, yeah. Like, Jim Cornette loves them because they're just the older team. You know what I mean? They're like that old school yeah. Smoky Mountain wrestling type style team. Um, and plus with AEW, they're already loaded with tag teams. Like, they already have tag teams that can't really get on the show. Like, Private Party and... Guys like that, so like adding another tag team that you're going to have to feature. Um, I just I don't know, man. Like it's like you're you're like if I'm the revival, I'm just gonna have to like you know look at the you know the current landscape that is going on over there and just be like, like yeah, like you know maybe not everything is about the money so you know if everything was about the money they probably would have stayed in WWE you know but um you just have to look at the current landscape and just see that there's no real space for you over there like that that, that that's just, that's just how it is you know um like you like you said like the tag team division is fairly loaded you know and then i just think you know well, if they wanted to do yeah. New Japan, uh, easy. Well, they need tag teams over there. Need tag teams. Yeah. And and if they go to New Japan, it could be you know they they can still be themselves. You know they can still be the revival, and it could be like an old school. You know, like a Stan Hansen kind of thing. You know, uh, like easy easy work. You know. Um, like being away, like I understand, like being away from your family is pretty, like, uh, you know, pretty bad, pretty shitty. But um, yeah, I, I think even uh, like New Japan would be perfect. Like uh, you bring you bring even that old school style to New Japan, which I'm sure that you know fans or myself would appreciate. Well, I'm just glad that they're you know they got what they wanted because clearly they were yeah. not happy. Uh, <laughs> You know, they, they were report, so they were if you read so reports, unhappy that they resigned. <laughs> well, I mean, like if you got offered five hundred thousand dollars and then you got the tag titles, like you would resign too. But at the same time, you know, if you read reports, uh, you know, they were offered even more, and then they were just kept like turning them down, turning them down, turning them down. So at that point, you might as well just let them go, and. You know, yeah. they finally did that. I think this is, like I said, you know, best on both sides. And, you know, I wish them well, I, you know, wherever they go. Just the weird climate to, like, to do that, you know, like. Right. And, and, I, and I like the tweet that says effective, <laughs> effective today. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, like. So if it's effective today, do they still did they waive the ninety day or like? You know, I I've never really actually like clicked the article. Let's see. 
I, you know, you don't have to really read the yeah, article because yeah, yeah. uh, it doesn't really say much, but uh, it doesn't say anything about the 90 day clause. Uh, honestly, I don't know where the hell you're going to find work. So if they don't give you a 90 day clause, the world is giving you a 90 day clause. <laughs> yeah, because most like ROH is not doing shows. Uh, New Japan yeah. just uh, canceled a whole bunch of shows through May 3rd. I think Dynamite did uh, a whole slew of tapings. I don't know if they're going to do any more. And the only kind of corporation they're doing tapings now is the WWE. You just left. (laughs) Um. You know, good luck in your future endeavors, man. When the world is looking better outside, I hope you, you know, you find the work. Yeah. So to go a little bit more in the in the trenches, uh, let's talk about a little bit about Charlotte versus Rhea at Mania. Uh, uh, what'd you think about the match? Uh, I like that when every, when they were like screaming and moaning, everybody was just not watching porn. Like everybody decided to make that same joke at the exact same time. Um, <laughs> but um, I think uh, I, I I I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, there, there was uh, there were some points where um, Charlotte. Uh, where Charlotte was really attacking the knee. Um, uh, and then at, at some point, Rhea kind of like stopped selling it at some point. But like, you know, it all comes together at the end. Um, I thought it was great. I thought it was a really good match. Um, the result, uh, you know, we had to keep our a very close eye on this match for the show in general, but uh, I thought it was a really good match just all together. Um, I really wish I like would the result change if people were there? Who knows? Maybe not, but it, I, it is what it is. I don't think so. I well, I thought that they both worked hard. I knew that they were going to work hard. Uh, when I saw that they she was selling the knee, I was like, okay, I, I figured that this is going to be the way it went. And then, like, Ray would kind of fight back, like, as a baby face and just, you know, maybe pull off the win. But I, you know. Yeah. But Charlotte lost last WrestleMania. I mean, to no fault of her own. But I didn't picture her losing another big pay-per-view. So, like, when she won, I was just like, oh. You know what I mean? Like, I wasn't really shocked or surprised. It was just like, oh, oh, okay. That's a new wrinkle in uh, NXT because, as we saw, you know, Bianca is on Raw now. Thankfully. Mm -hmm. Like, we've been asking for that for about a month. Like, like, (laughs) thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Triple H, for, like, letting her go. Um. And I, I and I think it, I think it's really good that like now that like you know uh, they're they're keeping them uh, they're keeping them away from each other. Like uh, as soon as she like you know is going back to NXT, uh, Bianca got the call up. So I, I think that works out really well. Um, people that wanted Bianca to be NXT champion, um, sorry, but I think uh, I think the call up is just as just as good. You know, uh, not everybody becomes an NXT Women's Champion. 
and that's okay. But, you know, a lot of women that aren't NXT champions are very successful currently. So I think she I think she'll be okay. No, I don't think that's the thing. Like I never when she lost against Shayna the first time, I was I was mad. Because I was like, okay, you know what I mean? This is where you should have, <clears throat> you know, you were building up. This is where you should have kind of, like, let Shayna drop to her. But then when she lost yeah. the second time, I was like, okay, there's nothing. <laughs> like, there's nothing else for her to no. do here. I, you know, so, it was like. When she lost the first time, I was just like, oh, okay. But when she, like, uh, when she cha- when she tapped in the Fatal 4-Way, I was just like, all right, come on, guys. Kyrie Sane was right there. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Kyrie ended up tapping anyway, you know, like in their rematch. And then mm-hmm. Kyrie, like much like Becky, how Becky won in WrestleMania, that's how Kyrie won the title the first time against yeah. Shayna, you know, like, and she already beat Shayna in the Mae Young Classic final. Or, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, like, I, I just thought that, like, looking at Bianca and looking at her trajectory, um, it was more as I, I saw her against Becky. I saw her against Charlotte. I saw her against Bailey. Like, I didn't. Not every big personality in NXT needs a title reign. It's just too many people down there. Or, I'm not down there. It, it's the third brand now. So, like, there's too, just too many people in the PC right now that, like, you can even do that to. You would have to hand yeah. off that, you know the title every two months to somebody and that's not how NXT does things. They usually long Definitely. title rings. So very, very long. <laughs> yeah. So I was just you know, Charlotte adds a new wrinkle to NXT. She's the veteran. She's an eleven time champion. She was a champion at NXT and it's an inception. Now you have prestige I guess like prestige there because she was kind of you know, drifting, waiting uh, in the wings, and raw. Yeah. So like, you give her new challengers now, like a whole slew of new challengers. Yeah, and, and I think I think that's the most important part is that like, okay, like Charlotte is going back to NXT, but NXT is different now. You know, there is a like just like the women's division there is completely different now. And then you get to see, you know, a lot of these women, uh, you know, they basically have to more or less, like, I don't like, regardless of like how you feel about Charlotte, but like a lot of these women are going to have to level up to Charlotte, you know? So, uh, Charlotte is on like a whole different playing field. And I think a lot of these women are going to really have to like, you know, really get their shit together, you know, uh, to even really, even be, you know, uh, a threat to Charlotte, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that means Vanessa Bourne and Aaliyah and, like, they will have to, you know, step <laughs> up. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> we did a poll. We took uh, answers from our RNC Radio Twitter followers to ask, see who you thought, before we get into the show, like, we asked who we, you thought was going to be Charlotte, uh, challenging Charlotte for the title. I thought yes. that, you know, the slew of answers was going to be EO. Uh, I think you thought so as well. So yeah. I'm going to have you, yeah, like Cyrus, read them off. Like, we'll react to okay. them real fast. Uh, yeah. So uh, 
thank you to everybody that uh sent in uh you know uh that filled out the sheet yeah um a lot a lot of people that uh, i see on twitter so that's really great um you know shout outs to mania curiosity uh our friend john that's in the group chat logan uh who i see on the tl uh adam who uh no, I don't think his name is Adam, but he was on the A show recently. Um, a Sadler three, uh, really cool guy. He was amazing uh, on the episode uh, and Monday Night Ron, uh, really cool. Yeah. But um, yeah, just as we thought, like every you know, uh, everybody it, said it was going to be EO. Yeah, uh, we so we have uh, three for EO. Okay. Um and. Okay. Three for EO and then two for Dakota Kai. Hmm. Alright. And I threw I threw in a curveball bonus question in there because I didn't think that who you know who should challenge Charlotte was, you know, good enough because we were gonna get uh like we're we're gonna get that answer fairly quickly. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I I asked the people who you think will dethrone Charlotte. Hmm. Um and People voted. People voted for Dakota Kai to, you know, challenge Charlotte next. But none of them thought that Dakota Kai would be the one to take it away from Charlotte. Um, so everybody. Uh, so we got a lot of votes for Io Shirai, but everybody is really hoping for Rhea Ripley to like. They people think that Rhea Ripley will win it back from Charlotte. What mm. do you think about that? I would hate for Io Shirai to be a bridge, like contender just to lose. You know, like Io is just it's too late. It's too late. It's too late. Too bad she's already. It's already happening. Yeah, I know. I know. I just I hate. I would hate that to be it. Like it's just like oh Io is there to challenge Charlotte like again, and then she loses. Only for Rhea Ripley to triumphantly return and win the NXT title. Like, I don't know if Charlotte is just a layover for a while until, like, SummerSlam. Or if we're even going to get a SummerSlam at this point. Uh, but, um... Uh, Rhea... So, I mean, um... I, I think Rhea... Okay, so I think Rhea is eventually going to win it back. I, I think she is. It's just... Man, like I'm really pulling for EO to win it. I, I really do. I really want her to. Yeah. Ah. Hey man, I'm 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 on the same boat, but I can also be like, all right, like Yeah, you gotta be realistic. Yeah, like do do I want EO Shirai to win? Do I want to see her have the championship? Of course. I would love to see it. You know? But being the first challenger for Charlotte, fresh off of WrestleMania, uh, 11, 10-time, whatever the fuck world champion she is, you know, and, like, first title defense, like, I, I just don't see EO taking it. But the thing is, is that it doesn't have to end after the first title match. True. EO, like the story with EO and Charlotte can keep going. And I don't think people really like know that yet. Like, uh, people feel like, uh, we don't even know yeah. when like EO is going to get the, you know, yeah, we don't out. even know when the match is going to happen, you know? So I think, yeah, EO, like 
Io may lose the first time, you know, and maybe, you know, middle round of mid card or so, uh, mid card again or something. And then, you know, maybe she, uh, she's, she's that damn good that she can possibly like win herself another title match, you know? So we don't really know, but, um, it, it like, I, I feel like everybody knows that she's not going to win. So everybody's already upset about it. <laughs> well, I'm thinking, and I'm just like, oh, like you, you might as well just enjoy the ride, maybe. <laughs> I'm just thinking of two schools of thought. Like, I like Rhea Ripley. Like, I think her push is well deserved. She's worked hard, but it's like, is NXT? What is NXT gonna do basically with this kind of new class that they're showing? Are they gonna do these long title reigns all the time? Like, are they going to switch it up a little bit? I don't know. Because I don't know if you want to put Charlotte down there. Stop, I got to stop saying down there. Over in NXT and basically like have her have a short title reign. I don't think you're going to do that. I, I um... Well, Charlotte is accustomed to having short title reigns. Oh, like, yeah. let, let, let's, like, well, not like Sasha let's look Banks at history. Shorter. Not yeah. like Sasha Banks' uh, short title reigns. but uh... Well, sometimes Sasha Banks' short. Well, all the time. Where, you know, yeah, but like, uh, you know, um, when her and uh, her and Sasha were, uh, you know, hot potatoing it, well, uh, when she won it against Becky and then she lost it to Bailey, um, you know, Charlotte is, uh, is accustomed to short title reigns, so who knows, you know, uh, her second, her, like, her second NXT title reign might not last that long. And, you know, just based on the, you know, the current climate, like, you know, you might not even see Charlotte a lot on NXT at all. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't think um, see her a lot. So, God, like, you know, God knows how this is going to happen. I, like, I doubt that NXT is going to, like, throw a swerve and then have Charlotte lose her first title defense against EL. Um, that would be some crazy shit, wouldn't it? Yeah, that would be some crazy shit. Uh, but <laughs> I, I, I just don't think it's going to happen. But um, I'm going to enjoy the ride, you know? People are very upset about it, and they're just going to sit in their hate uh, for this match with no date to happen. Uh, you know, it's just like, well, why do you want to live like that? <laughs> I'm just cautiously uh, pessimistic. Because like you said, like I have no yeah. idea. Because there... I. I know they're taping. I have no idea what's coming on on the tape. You know what I mean? Like I have no idea where they're gonna yeah. go. Uh, so I, I, I'm just gonna enjoy the ride, man. Like uh, no, no matter what the result is, like I like Charlotte, so like I don't. I like I like both competitors, so I don't really care who wins or loses here. Uh, so it is what it is people that is on your uh make it make sense or you know well, I, mean, uh, yeah. I don't get it why charlotte this why charlotte that like it, it like you're you're just going to have to you know read the room here she's just uh, charlotte yeah <laughs> uh, regardless how you feel about her she is a multi-time women's champion the women in NXT are going to have to level up Oh, blah blah blah, but like you know, EO, you know, Stardom, this and that, and it's just like Stardom is in a whole different universe. Yeah, but I've, that okay. shit don't matter here. All right, yeah, but like <laughs> EO is like, let's just say that EO is one yeah. of the best wrestlers in the WWE, in the whole WWE. Yeah. So like, and I don't know. you know, 
And she's going to showcase that regardless if she wins or loses against Charlotte. Yeah. I, I totally so, agree that. Uh, it is what it is, man. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to conform to, you know, all the, uh, the hate for Charlotte and, you know, being really sad that uh, Io Shirai is going to lose. So. Well, we don't, I mean, like I said, like, we don't know. <laughs> you know, like, we don't... We don't know. Or, you know, I'm, I'm, well, like, I'm not going to conform, you know, into that mindset, I guess, you know, or whatever. Like, I'm not just going to sit here being upset that uh, the possibility that EO might not win, you know. Yeah. Um. So let's let's get in and let's talk about the show a l- little bit. Uh, like we alluded to, EO won the ladder match. <laughs> yeah. uh, any thoughts on the ladder match? Really... Really good ladder match. Uh, I thought there was some uh, weird stuff in the ladder match, but uh, overall didn't matter. Um, probably uh, like the 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 uh, the Rob Stone and Chelsea Green stuff. Like she took a nasty bump that that like uh, yeah, leg spot, but um, Rob Stone decided to like try and help her up the ladder. Very James Ellsworth. Yeah, but he goes on the opposite side of the ladder, which I don't understand. Um, you should just like you know, uh, it might it might not be PG, but you know you could have like help like hoisted up uh, Chelsea Green from your shoulders and stuff. Uh, I that, well, well, they already did that spot with Raquel uh, with uh, Dakota, so it it would look I mean, weird to do that twice. You know what I mean? It would it would look weird, you know, trying to drag somebody up the ladder from the opposite side. Like it, it, just, it just didn't seem smart to me. Uh, but um, everybody, everybody else in this match is uh, really fantastic. Uh, Candice LeRae took a nasty bump as well. Um, Shit, so did Mia and uh, and Raquel. Yeah. with the Mia has I, I, been going. I think wild. everybody. <laughs> Yo, well, Mia Yim took. Well, I don't think she took a nasty bump. She delivered a nasty yeah, one and just never got up. <laughs> like uh, the power bomb onto the table from the top rope, I thought that was sick. And then uh, Dakota Kai kicking Tegan Knox in the face onto the ladder, where <laughs> Tegan Knox sold that shit like she died. Yeah, she, <laughs> she's just kind of like her body was like, yeah, she was just like. <laughs> I think the arm makes it, you know, how she was just like hunched over and limp. (laughs) Uh, This match was really good. Uh, I like that everybody was like, you know, everybody that Dakota did wrong was basically in that match, uh, except like Chelsea Green, but like, you know, and they all decided to attack her. I thought that was really nice. Uh, Raquel getting involved was really nice as well. Uh, This was a really good match. I liked it a lot. I liked it. I I think it's paving a way for uh, me and Raquel to have definitely happen. Uh, Dakota and Tegan are not done. That, like you said, like that was a nasty yeah, book that, that Dakota that uh, Tegan took. Uh, there was a nasty ladder uh, spot that Candace took. Like she yeah. like, full back on that ladder, and of course. <laughs> And, that shit hurt it. and of course EO wins, you know. Um Rinku and Saroff match. That was another showcase with Malcolm Bivens. Uh, obviously they're gonna be uh, the next big thing in 
tag team division. What do you think about them so far? Um, I think they're very. Uh, I think they're unique. I like their look. Um, so far, I, I'm, I'm gonna like you know they they face like a couple jobbers. So I'm like I'm not like my thoughts aren't like too extensive on it. Um, but you know they beat the hell out of them, uh, and I, I I like their finish. Uh, their finisher the. Um, it's kind of it's kind of like the uh, the War Raiders uh, Fallout joint, but um, yeah, it's cool. Uh, not too much. I do, <laughs> I I you know outside uh you know I do like the Malcolm Bivens uh, involvement. Like uh, him cutting their promos is really nice, and like Morrow reading off uh, Malcolm Bivens is uh. Twitter bio, even though it's all lies, is, like, hilarious. <laughs> I think, like, AOP used to be uh, back in the day. Yeah. I think they're going to be a good, powerful tag team that kind of rough, runs roughshod in that tag division. You know, now that, you know, Undisputed errors gone, most likely after Adam Cole and Velveteen Dream do what they have to do. And, you know, I, I, I'm... Mm-hmm. And it, more Malcolm Bivens is always a good thing. Yeah, and I think uh, you know the AW tag team division was missing a big tag team. You know, since like all the Hoss basically like migrated to the damn uh, <laughs> the North American title scene. Uh, so there, there, there's been uh, there's just been missing a really like you know, the Hoss tag team, you know. So we might as well move on to Gargano and Ciampa. This was a 48-minute cinematic... Final beat. <laughs> final match, whatever you want to call it. Mad callbacks. Uh, ending that left me baffled a little bit. I thought it ran a little too long. I am glad that they are not fighting anymore. It was good. Yeah. It just went. Commercial breaks. I mean, the commercial breaks kind of like, I'm like, okay. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Without commercials, it would probably be 40 minutes, I would guess. But, like, yeah, it was. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Um. <laughs> so, I know people have been, like, waiting for my thoughts. Uh, I, like... I'm I'm not gonna fault them for the uh, for the commercial breaks. Um, well, you have to do, you it. know. So, yeah, like uh, I I know we've been spoiled, like because you know the fire uh, the Firefly Funhouse match and uh, the Boneyard match had the luxury of being on you know Mania or like the WWE Network, so they didn't really have to run commercials. Uh, so that's. Uh, that, that that was nice for them, but like here, like I, I completely understand. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna knock points for that, but I will say like I, I, I just felt like the commercial happening like three minutes into the match, it kind of like took me out of it when I was like I was like ready to dive in, you know. Uh, uh, when I when I realized it was like uh, it was a cinematic match, I was just like, oh shit, I'm like I, I, I'm in it, like I, I'm really uh, I'm really feeling it, and then like the bell rung. And then they wrestled for two minutes, and then went into commercial break, and it kind of like slapped me in the face. I was just like, "Oh man, I, I was really deep in it." <laughs> but um, j- just like some of the gripes that I have with the match is that um, 
is that they're kind of just having a normal wrestling match. Well, like, not not like their normal wrestling match that they would have on NXT, uh, like on a takeover or something. Because we've we seen how, like, active they can get. But, like, uh, this is this is a wrestling match, and, like, they didn't cut out uh, the parts where they're just laying down, you know? Uh, the rest spots or, you know, j- j- just the downtime between uh between when they uh when they wrestle like uh there, there there's points where they're kind of they kind of are just standing around or you know just laying down uh it it is what it is uh i i don't uh not a big fan of the brawling on top of the truck when they went outside because they they didn't really get too extreme up there they kind of just like hopped all the way up there did a couple holds went to commercial and they were off it like i i just uh they could they could have just did like a, a brawl like uh like Edge and Orton did, but you know probably like you know probably just do a little more. Like I didn't think the, uh, the truck stuff was really amazing. Well, I thought, but I think everything after that was really good. Well, with that, like if they would have just cut to like did a whole bunch of crazy cuts where like they weren't kind of laying around and selling, mm-hmm. it would be weird. Like it's just like oh yeah. all right, he did this, he hit the spot, and then all of a sudden like there's like this. Uh, micro cut, and then they're doing the other, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, so you had to sell like, there, and you had to kind of stall for time a little bit. Uh, yeah, like, there, 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 there is stalling for time there, and just like, you know, people that just know me knows, like, there's certain stuff in wrestling matches that I just don't like, and it really takes me out of it. And this match kind of had a lot of it, where, uh, you know, constant outside brawling, which, you know, what else could I really expect here? But like, uh, I don't know. I feel like if they're in the, if they're in the ring a little bit more, you know, just doing the the standard stuff, I think it would have been, uh, it could, it could have, it would have been a lot better for me. Okay. But, um, when, when I was really getting into the match, you know, uh, I would get taken out of it some shape or form. Like, uh, like, I was really into the match, and then Ken Slaray showed up. And, well, well, like... Okay, let's talk about the ending a little bit. Uh, okay. You know, Candice... It's weird, because, like, she did a promo two weeks before that, saying, like, you know, she's not... She's not just Johnny Gargano's wife, you know what I mean? She's here to make a name for herself. And then she kind of interjects into the match, where, like, she's, like, you know, like, happy with both of it, and then she low blows Johnny... So she comes back and she low blows uh, Tommaso, but it re- it reveals yeah. that Johnny's wearing a cup, and then Johnny gets the win I, there after doing the fairy tale ending on the on uh, just like the the wood, and I was like, all right, he's turned into Tommaso, and then Tommaso was remorseful, but I guess mm-hmm. uh, Candace is a heel now because you know uh, clearly she was in on it. So I, I, I just, I'm like, this is how it ends. Like he needs help. Yeah, like, uh, ju- like, uh, like, this doesn't seem like an ending that would happen for a final match. You know, like I, I, I would want something more definitive. But like, this is a little weird to me. Where you know, because like, Chamba could easily come back and be like, no, you didn't beat me fair and square. You know, 
you 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 suck. <laughs> and and you know, at the same time, I think that works if Johnny is going to turn heel or whatever, because like you know, this is the final match. Like he you you don't get a rematch now, you know. So you know you're 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 just gonna have to stool, you know, just you know, stew in that loss. You know, and I think that's very shitty, but you know, being a heel like gives a shit. Like I won, I won. But um who knows? Uh it, it like the, the, the cup reveal thing it it was so stupid that I love it. You know, like I'm not gonna be like so like I it like when when the couple was revealed I laughed like you know very hard so like I was clearly I was entertained so I'm not going to knock points for it but um I don't know it, it it doesn't seem like a really definitive finish that you would have uh for the final for the final beat uh I'm I don't massively, know, it, I'm massively it's a, eye roll it's a it. weird ending I'm massively it's, eye it's a weird ending <laughs> I I was just I like, uh, come on you know what I mean? Like it's this is their last match, and not, I'm not expecting mm-hmm. any like blood or anything here. But it's like shit. I was, <laughs> but like you know, like I'm like that's it. That that's that's all. Like if this yeah. is the last time they're gonna fight in NXT, maybe you know Tommaso's not moving to SmackDown or Raw. He's already said that, so. If this is yeah. the last time I want a definitive end, and I guess I got it, but like I got some some fuckery with it, so it was just like, all right, this is it. Yeah, and, and uh, you you remember last week when you said uh, when you asked me, do you think Killer Cross is going to get involved? Well, he, and well, he I was there. well, and and I said if he pops up during the match, like auto like negative stars. I, I kind of like, like I we didn't get Killer Cross as a you know uh, interference, but we did get Candice Array, and like I don't know, like it, it's just like that interference did like bother me in a sense. Yeah, but I wasn't yeah. expecting that. I, I will give them that. Yeah, I did, I did not expect the whole cup thing. We did, we did get Killer Cross. I mean, we uh, yeah, he was in the car with Scarlet. So I guess it's going to be yeah. Johnny and Candace cool. versus uh, Johnny and Candace <laughs> and uh, Killer Cross and Scarlet in some form. I, I I thought it was very funny that they're just chilling in the car with the light on and they didn't notice. Like, I don't know. If I see somebody in the car with their light on, I'll be like, hey, you good? <laughs> Nobody just chills in the car with their light on. Yeah, they just uh, cool walk by. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Um, so, Tommaso and Candice Array are, you know, they do the sneaky, dirty heel thing. So is Killer Cross or whatever mean, he's going to be named and uh, Scarlet, are they going to be the faces in the feud? Well, you mean slowly push Gargano out? I, I think you got them uh, mixed. I, it's Gargano and... Uh... And Candace, and then Tomasa. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, maybe because technically, right now, like Gargano's a heel. Like that was a very heelish move. Uh, like Tomasa yeah. was the one who was remorseful. He was saying, "I was so- I'm sorry," 
and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. So Killer Cross would be like the avenging anti-hero babyface in this feud if they do that. I'm I'm ready for it. Uh, now now you know, like d- this is a weird you know you know means to an end, uh, but we're finally going to be moving on, and I think you know. We're just uh, we're just gonna have to move forward. Um, like, do do I do I wish it was better? Yeah, sure. I wish a lot of things could have been better, but uh, it is what it is. Yeah, cut that down. That's man. Uh, it was, like way too long. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, one final program note for NXT next week: the interim cruiserweight title tournament happens because Jordan Devlin can't get over here, unfortunately. Uh, mm-hmm. So that starts next week. I'm not sure who the they. I don't think they've announced the participants yet. So we will see. Uh, I, I would guess it'll probably be on the bump or on social media sites before NXT on Wednesday. So we'll see the brackets there. To round out the show, let's talk about AEW. Uh, they gave Hikaru Shida and Britt Baker time about 22 minutes. <laughs> they had um, no choice. I like the match until mm-hmm. the spot until Britt Baker like basically broke. It looked like she broke her nose uh, on the Enziguri that was short for Hikaru. <clears throat> then like it was weird because one of the the false finishes with uh, Britt doing the uh, like doing her finishing move, and then she's trying to get the glove from the ref. And I'm like, that's cross. I thought that was so stupid. I thought that was so stupid. That was so stupid. Like, just like don't do your finisher because you have to put your fingers in her mouth. But just just do the lock. Just do the lock without it. You know, or maybe like rake at her eyes or like choke her or something. Just just don't put your fucking fingers in her damn mouth. But I, I thought like asking the ref for their gloves i thought that was that was the dumbest thing ever well i mean the ref gave her the glove she couldn't get the glove on and hikaru ended up breaking out anyway it just looked bad and then uh it did a sequence where it didn't look like they knew how to go home (laughs) because Mm -hmm. they would do finish it it would then it kind of dragged going into hikaru winning and I'm like, this was a good match until that point. I hope Britt is okay, but like, as yeah. soon as as soon as her nose busted, that was I was like, okay, this is kind of falling apart a bit. Yeah, I, I know people on Twitter they were just like, oh, that's so smart. She's like asking for the gloves because you know, uh, you know, uh, you know how the world is outside. Oh man, that's so genius. But like, it kind of like ruined the match, like. Well, uh, it's not only that. In the time of Corona, if somebody's wearing the glove already, and then you put the yeah. glove on, that's cross contamination. With your and then you're with your to, bloody hand. Yeah, with, <laughs> with a bloody hand, and then you're trying to like put the you know your hand your fingers in somebody's mouth. You've now potentially got three people sick. Like it just wasn't a smart like move. I was just like, what is going on here? <laughs> Yeah, uh, like I just, I, I just thought it was, uh, it was a little weird, but it was a really good match. I, I love Hikaru Shida, and uh, Britt Baker is getting a lot better with her. Uh, I really with like her Britt heel Baker character. As a heel. 
Um, Hokara was one of the yeah. last seven out of eight. She's on a roll. Uh, mm-hmm. We had Brody Lee and Lance Archer squashes oh, again. Um, God, they signed. Uh, they signed Anna J. Like they we did. asked, they did. That is so nice of them to do. <laughs> uh, I liked what I saw from her. Uh, that that's a good get from them. Uh, let's you know. Yeah, that's great. I, I liked. I mean, I here. I don't know if they could get a lot of you know female wrestlers to wherever they're shooting. So I don't. I, I can't fault them. I'm for okay that with and that. Atomic Corona, but yeah. I do like that they started top of the show with a uh, women's match, and they gave them a lot of time. That that was really dope. I, I <laughs> I'll give them that. Uh, yeah, Brody Lee and Rance Archer had squashes again. Brody Lee, I, um, I, he killed that indie wrestler. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, killed him. Uh, you know, ow. Um, hopefully we get a real match soon. Um, well, we should for but, at least Lance Archer. He's got to go against Colt yeah. Cabana in the tournament. Hey, uh, Brody uh, Lee, I don't know. Yikes. Um, um yeah um i i i i want to i want to see i want to see the guy that we've been missing you know because if we're like if we're going to compare squash matches lance archer chucked marco stunt <laughs> into the crowd so um you're gonna have to beat that and he didn't <laughs> uh so it, it is what it is um Hopefully, we get to see more of Brody Lee wrestling and not, you know, these backstage vignettes uh, or, like, these segments because I'm tired of them. And Cody coming out lying to us saying that, no, it's not a it's not a Vince McMahon parody, guys. Come on. And it's just, like, it's so inside baseball that, like, everybody knows that it is. Heard, so it's just, like, why are you faking it? I don't think this week's was. Uh, I, yeah, I don't think that – Maybe the oh, yeah, not, ones, but not this one. Yeah, this this one uh, I think was a little better. Unless there is a Vince McMahon story that I don't know about, about dress code or something, but it is what it is. So they had Jake Hager and Mosley packages uh, throughout the show to kind of pad out the show because, you know, there's going to be a no-holds-barred uh, championship match next week. One thing to note that they said about Jake Hager is, like, he's the only wrestler – who's doing like MMA and wrestling at the same time, like nobody else is doing them. And I'm like, uh, hello, uh, Brock Lesnar, uh, Bobby Lashley. Dan Seven. You know? Mara Suzuki. Uh, fucking Kushida, Shibata. There's a, there's a fuck ton of people. So um, a, Alberto El Patron. You... Yeah. <laughs> there is a lot of funny quotes in this video package, I am not gonna lie. Um, when Jake Hager's wife says, uh, "You know, he can't come home if he doesn't win," so I guess he's homeless. Um, there was they they say like. Uh, what is it like? He's a champion in everything he does, which like 
if you look, you know if uh, you look at who he fought in Bellator, he has not fought like any real contenders. <laughs> like I think he fought like one guy that was fresh off the street for him to beat. <laughs> Beating up milkmen and plumbers. <laughs> yeah. So like I'm just like. You know, Brock fought like Cain Velasquez. He fought Dan Mir. You know, Mir. He fought yeah. Randy Couture. He was the champion there. People would name that hold weight, and also like, um, there's a lot. There's they promo. Uh, we're like, it seems like they're promoting the damn his Bellator fight more than the AEW match because they mentioned the Bellator fight like three times during this. Well, I don't think that Bellator fights in like. Uh, I think yeah. it's getting postponed. I mean, look at UFC. Oh, they yeah. just they just got shut down. Whatever they were trying to do on a private island, oh. but like, <laughs> yeah, he said. I think he specifically says like I was supposed to have a Bellator fight in May. Since I'm not like I'm already training. Like I'm already having like mm-hmm. these train. So like I'm already in peak shape. And then like the whole like. Moxley's never fought anybody like him before. I mean, because they're, they're trying to sell him <laughs> as a big contender. Like he gave him, you know, yeah, you know, the dirty deeds, and then he gets back up and puts him in the ankle lock. Okay, cool. Like you're trying to like build him up as like a guy that could yeah. possibly beat Moxley. Um, it's cool, I guess. Uh, oh. Uh, yeah. It sucks that they're going to be in a. Uh, it sucks that they're going to be in a no arena, but okay. Well, I mean, we just saw a no holds barred match in a in a yeah no arena. So <laughs> it it's probably going to be along the lines of the same thing. It, a little bit more hardcore because Moxley's in it. Yeah. So you're going to see um, like, some tables broken and, and things of that nature, like you saw at Cody and Sean Spears. Ref was just letting a lot of things go here. <laughs> Boy, were they! Guardrail uh, slams, and you know, like Cody getting thrown through a table. Uh, I, I was just like, okay, like, are these championship tournament matches no DQ? Because, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, very confusing. Um, I. I thought, you know, no, I don't like the the Sean Spears and Cody match. Like, I thought that match was super weird. Um, and I, I didn't mention it before, but Jericho's on commentary tonight, and he's doing an awful job. Oh, I think you like he's he is absolute dog shit on commentary when he calls uh when he calls the goddamn uh. He couldn't call the uh, uh, the Falcon Arrow from Hikaru Shida, right? And I was just like, "Like, are you good?" <laughs> um, him constantly like telling people that are in the crowd, whoever the hell they are, that they should shut up. I was, like, I thought Cody was a way better color, uh, color commentator. Uh, on here, like Jer- I think Jericho, Britt Baker, and Brandy Rhodes are probably like the top three worst that have been on uh, com- commentary so far. Um, and Jericho being on this whole episode, Jesus Christ, kill me! I thought it was damn awful. And th- and in this match, like 
<laughs> I don't think he helped uh like uh him trying to be on Sean Spears' side, but then like Sean Spears does like a lot of stupid things and Jericho's just like, What are you doing? <laughs> it, it doesn't look good for uh didn't look good for Sean Spears in the, in the end. I uh I thought Jericho was trying to be more in lieu of Bobby the Brain Heenan and kind of like being a heel announcer. I, I could see where there's a lot of overzealousness going with his commentary, mm-hmm. kind of like with a more like subdued Tony Schiavone. I I, I like some mm-hmm. of the banter they had back and forth, but like some, but like Jericho's very eccentric, and some of that you know, can overpower a match a little bit. Um, yeah. Um, with Cody and Sean Spears, I like this better than their first match. I thought this was kind of Sean Spears' best performance that I've seen singles with him in AEW. But then again, with me saying all of that, it was just the kind of another match to me. Like, it was... It was another longer match, and I think you know when when we see these tapings, you're gonna see a lot of longer matches. Uh, I knew Cody was gonna win. I think everybody knew that Cody was gonna win. If you didn't, if you know the Jake the Snake promo in the beginning didn't tip you off to who's gonna be the, in the finals, then I don't know. But I, I don't know. What to mm-hmm. but at the same time, like you get what you expected from Cody, you get it expected with Sean Spears. It's not going to be, you know, amazing, but it's going to be a serviceable match, I guess. So, yeah, that's what I kind of thought about it. Like, it's just like, oh, it's it's all right. It's okay, you know. Uh, they tried to play I, in a little bit of their history, but that is long past, and Sean Spears' character has changed, and, like, it's, you know, like, that doesn't really work at this point. But yeah. Um. Nah, like uh, the the this match. Um, when because you you know what really takes what what takes uh what kind of kills the match for me when Cody goes through the table. They're doing the uh they're doing the count out thing. And then when Cody gets back into the ring, Sean Spears is just going, oh, my God, how do you get back up? Oh, my God, how you got back up? And then everybody on commentary is just like, what are you doing? Go beat his ass. Stop whining. Go beat his ass. And then Sean Spears is, like, still with his, like, face into the mat just going, oh, my God, how do you, uh, how do you get back up? And it's just like, you know, you look dumb here. And then – uh he kicks out of two crossroads. Yeah, that you know yeah, the, the finish is a little wonky. Like two crossroads, he, and then he puts him in the figure four. He puts him in a figure four, and he doesn't even submit. He pins himself. Yeah, that that's come on, man. That's kind of I. That whole five, well, five or six minute uh, ending stretch was kind of like, all right. Like, is this amateur hour? Well, it's just, uh, it's weird because it's like, all right, you hit him with two crossroads and he kicks out. Are you trying to make Sean, and then with the figure four, 
it's a pin. Are you still trying to make Sean Spears look strong in defeat? I'm not really sure what you're trying to do because that makes with Cody doing all this stuff and not really putting Sean away after doing the whole table thing, it makes Cody look weaker because you, you know what I mean? Uh, this, this match is, this match is ridiculous, man. <laughs> like, I, like, it's better than the first match, which is cool. Um, but, uh, that, that ending stretch just kind of just like, Jesus Christ, like, what are you doing here, guys? Like what booking are you going for here? What are you trying to do with Sean Spears? What are you like really trying to do with Cody here? Um, yeah. The, I mean, like being compared to their first match, like the bar is on the floor. I, yeah, I mean, I guess I can see where people are saying that. I, I, it's weird. It's, uh, it's then again, like if you have Cody versus Sammy Guevara or Cody versus uh, Darby Allen, it might it's going to be the same thing, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, any well, final? Th- we'll oh, go go ahead. We'll see. Uh, I, I think uh, I think uh, Sammy Guevara and Darby Allen wrestle both diff- uh, different styles compared to Sean Spears. Oh, yeah. uh, so. It, it, it might not be the same deal, but it might be, like, a Cody trying to, like, you know, pseudo get him, like, you know, making himself look strong. But I think he'll, uh, I think he'll make those other two look, uh, look really good. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, he's fought both of them before. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, we'll see. We, we will see. There is, of course, you got this next quarterfinals match with Sam McVar and Darby Allen next week, along with the No Holds Barred. Match for the AEW Championship between Jake Hager and Jonathan Moxley. Any more? Any final thoughts before we get out of here? Um, it took three weeks before Matt Hardy got his compound involved, and I—that's you know—that's all I got to say. <laughs> well, yeah, come on. I mean, you knew that was going to happen. It took it took it took three weeks for him to get his compound involved. You you didn't see that happen. You didn't see that coming. Like, come on. Uh, I, I'm I'm just saying. Uh, the, the this uh this master of reinvention, this you know genius idea that you know the WWE is missing out on. You know, we seen your house before, bro. It's uh <laughs> ancient ancient. <laughs> Y'all really hate Matt Ain't Hardy. Ain't shit new man. here. You guys hate Matt Hardy. Like, it, no, like, I don't hate Matt Hardy. I just hate, like, how everybody's going to cap for him, you know, when he, you know, oh, man, I don't really like how I'm being booked. Like, dude, you could barely walk, you know? like. Well, some people, okay, all right. Let's, okay, let's get back to, circle back a bit and kind of go off the A-Show's point because we had the Boneyard brawl this weekend and then we had the firefly fun fun house okay those had elements of what matt okay i first off we got to give props to lucha underground lucha underground really started that whole always uh like cinematic thing 
And then they did it, you know, Matt Hardy did try to do it in TNA Impact, but, you know, depending on who you asked, a big component of that was Jeremy Borash. Jeremy Borash was mm-hmm. really, like, one of the big architects of that. So, uh, reading reports, the Boneyard match was kind of done by uh, with Borash and NXT, more so, and then the main roster did the Firefly Funhouse. They were both great, by the way. I loved both of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're great. Yeah, like like I've said, like yeah, previous shows, like some people may still love that, but I think that as you watch, like as you watch, um, AW and how this plays out, I don't know if it's gonna play out the way that they think. Like you know what I mean? Like it it may be. Maybe. Because I feel like bone the boneyard thing and the Firefly Funhouse and just presentation of what they did was it felt so new and fresh, like everything that like we could have just got a a fiend John Cena match, but the way they did it, I was just like all yeah. the references and every I'm like this is gr- this is like a cinematic universe here, you know if they don't yeah with Matt Hardy. And like broken Matt, there they somebody has to be there to inject new ideas because I feel like if you just keep on doing the same stuff, then you're gonna it's it's gonna be like I told you so. Like it's like all right, this is the same thing. If he can inject some newness into it, I'm all for it. But as of right yeah. now, it just seems like is he's just doing kind of the same thing. And I don't think um, I, I even think even in AEW, I think that's gonna wear thin after a while. Yeah, like like you said, it, it's fresh and new, and Matt Hardy inviting somebody into his house or his compound is not fresh and new. We've seen this before. Well, it's you know? fresh. It's fresh so, and new to that audience, but to us, this isn't fresh no, and new. Like we've seen the final deletion. Come on, no, I'm you know that. you know the AEW you know uh, crowd has seen this before. No, I'm not. I'm just saying in that. In that program, I'm not saying to the audience. I'm just saying in that, like in that corporation, okay. it's yeah, new. Yeah, yeah. We've seen, like, listen, everybody. You can YouTube, you know, the stuff they have with Decay and the Final Deletion. Like, we've mm-hmm. all seen it. Like, we saw, uh, you know, the stuff he did with Bray Wyatt. Like, we've all seen it, and a lot of it is with Vanguard One, and you know, the stuff that they're doing now. Like, it's like, oh, okay, I've seen this before. Now it may be to an audience, you know, AEW that might like it more. But even then, if you don't inject something, some new DNA into this, I think that it's going to get where thin with them eventually. I, I really do, because you can't keep on doing the same thing. Like WWE has shown you something new, mm-hmm. and if if Jericho is supposed is going to be all that is fresh and new in this then like it's gonna fail because like you you can't just have you know one person injecting new ideas into this like it has to be a collaborative project in a sense so it's just like it it is what it is man. Yeah, like get darby like, allen you know get darby allen like, turn, involved or something yeah like right like, or just do something different like you know uh no, I mean make like, a house look like, make the compound look different at least. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, 
it, it, it's just it's just the same same old stuff. Yeah, well, that does it for our show this week. We will be back next week. There's going to be new shows, thankfully, with NXT and both AEW. Uh, as always, you can follow us at RNC Radio Live on Twitter, Instagram. Subscribe to our channels. Uh, subscribe to our podcast. Uh, we have a new first responders up. Talk about Drake's Tootsie Slide and Thundercat's new album. Uh, also, they talk about Frank Ocean and where he places on the rap. I know this has been a hot Twitter topic since like all those like head-to-head battles have come up. Mm-hmm. So that's that's fun. Of course, we have a brand new episode of the A Show. They talk about uh, WrestleMania and they brought back hot takes. Uh, we have a new episode of. We also have like a new episode of the It's the Challenge because the challenge is back, thankfully, because new TV is drying up, which sucks. <laughs> uh, a new episode of the Big Eyes podcast. Jamal's talking about latest chapters of My Hero Academia, One Punch Man. We have a new episode of the Black Variant uh, to talk about the new MCU schedule since everything got rearranged because of the coronavirus. Uh, potentially Birds of Prey sequel and, and maybe an Injustice movie. Uh, Zack Snyder released the Snyder Cut. And we got a new episode of Recalling Saul up as well. Like, listen, you are sitting at home. You, you know what I mean? Hopefully you have something to do, but like like us, you're looking for something. Subscribe to our channel. Listen to our shows. Like, we've got a load of content on here. Other, you know, so plug in. So for myself and Cyrus, uh, we hope you stay safe. We hope you have a good Easter weekend, and we will talk to you guys next week.